Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, healthy gardeners, and welcome to episode number 64, Animal Manure Compost versus Plant-Based Compost, part one. I've been wanting to talk about this and tackle this topic for a while because there is so much disinformation about the subject out there on the inner distortion net. First, though, I wanted to apologize for the inconsistency in our getting episodes out recently. We've been traveling to shows like the Heirloom Seed Expo and others and are in the throes of moving. (laughs) Yes, we are packing boxes and giving stuff away once again as we prepare to move back down home to Southern California and our wonderful urban farm that we have missed over the past 15 months while we've been in Oregon. Oregon, we love you. You're beautiful, amazing, fresh. One of our farms is there. This has been a wonderful respite for Norma and I, but family duties and other personal reasons are calling us back to our homeland. In fact, just yesterday I had a neighbor come over and he is now the lucky recipient of all the soil in our five raised beds. Lucky for him, he has two strapping sons to help him haul this material away and over to his garden where it will be put to very good use next year. Which, by the way, we just hop dressed with compost and gave it a compost tea recently, so it is the perfect time to move this very living soil. So now, back to the matter at hand. Oh yeah, one last thing. It will be until the beginning of November that our scheduling is spotty, so please hang in there with us. Maybe listen to one of the oldie but goodie podcasts. On the road earlier this month, we did exactly that. We listened to the Orwellian Garden, Faux Organic Gardening is Death, and the Toxic Baby Food Scandal, all classics in the Healthy Garden Podcast Library. In fact, maybe you could share these with a friend who hasn't downloaded the show yet. We very much appreciate all of you following us, listening to us, And we are really excited about the shows that we have lined up for the rest of the year. It's going to be a great rest of the year, gang. Now, animal manure compost versus plant-based compost is a real hot topic these days. We seem to be in a world where animals are bad and plants are good. Let me repeat that. There are a lot of folks these days perpetuating the idea that animal manures and animal manure compost is bad, and plant-based composts are good. In fact, we had a bunch of people at the Heirloom Seed Expo ask us if we sterilize our compost. What? Sterilize our compost? As in kill off the biology? Make it inert? Take out everything that matters? The biology? The microbes? The life? No, we do not sterilize our compost ever, and neither should you. But this is the madness of the world we live in today. 
because someone somewhere got some improperly composted compost that was animal-based. It is bad. All of it. Animal manures are toxic. That's what some experts will tell you. Well, yes, they have toxins in them just like plant-based compost do too. And if you don't compost your manure or your green waste compost properly, then you can end up with some biological pathogens in them that you do not want to introduce to certain types of gardens, specifically your food garden. But at face value, I can assure you, animal manures and animal manure-based compost is not your enemy. It's bad composting, bad technique, and bad information for sure. Today, on episode number 64, which I can't even believe we're at episode number 64, how rad is that? We are going to dissect the myths and truths of these two types of inputs for composting. Don't fear, we'll get to the bottom of the compost pile here, and you'll get the whole truth and nothing but the truth, because unlike the other in quote, gardening podcasts, we aren't paid for or owned by anybody connected to Big Chem or Big Ag, who I believe just might be, stay tuned, the underlying culprits here. So sit back and enjoy the ride, or your view, or a nice cup of hot tea, or some biodynamic coffee, and join us as we dive deep into the compost pile of animal manure compost versus plant-based compost today. Healthy Gardeners, have you gotten your copy of 100 Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change? If not, you are missing out on a deep dive into the truth, the fallacies and the untruths that may be poisoning your garden or your friend's gardens. The lawn and garden industry has one goal, to sell you poison and to have you keep buying it or switch you onto the faux organic products that are being sold in the name of organics. Either way, it's all a lie, a sham to control how we grow, what we eat, and the products we use. Don't get hoodwinked. Read the truth from a longtime industry insider who is blowing the whistle on this dangerous con game. Don't continue to be used as a pawn. This is the best gift that you could ever give yourself or a gardening friend. Order your copy today on Amazon.com. Read it, share it, and then review it. This gardening Amazon bestseller from Next Generation Publishing is a must for every gardener. Even if you think you know, you don't. 
The truth contained in a hundred years of deception, why gardening must change, will set you and your garden free. Happy and healthy gardening, everyone. When we dropped off from the intro, I was talking about getting to the bottom of the compost pile. <laughs> For some, that sounds like a nasty proposition. For me, that sounds like a wonderful journey to the center of life. It's funny to me how things today get so twisted and distorted. Why would a practice using animal manure compost and animal, manu- animal manures that has been used successfully for centuries in agriculture and gardening suddenly be wrong, be bad? Could it be that the people that are spewing the new philosophies in gardening, agriculture, food production, health care, beauty care, and medicine don't want you to continue down a path that may have been healthier, better, and more natural for you and the planet? That's a good question, and one that I spend hours pondering quite frequently. Why? Why do the, in quote, experts and the news and information sources get so hell-bent and mono-focused on things? Plant-based is the new battle cry. It's been the new buzzword for the past couple of years, and it's something that has me very concerned. Now, don't get me wrong, I am not about to tell you in this episode that plants are not good and not a good source for compost, or that animal manure is the end-all and be-all, but I am going to open the doors of perception back to a place of sanity. At least I'm going to attempt to bring some sanity back into the picture. So, let's take a quick look at how the plant-based craze became a craze. I do want to tell you one more thing. I'm a vegetarian, not a vegan, a vegetarian. But I am also a real organic vegetarian with a lot of raw organic food thrown into the mix. I don't eat a lot of processed plant-based food because in my opinion, they aren't food. As with most movements today, I think my plant-based diet friends, you are being duped by a global strategy to eliminate choice and to destroy your health and your immune system. Heresy, you say? How about reality? How about a different point of view than the current approved Orwellian newspeak which could hold me up to the tribunal of modernist fools for thought crime. I'm going to cite a few quotes from a a few random articles that I pulled off of the inner monitor to show you that all is not wunderbar in plant-based land. I want you to follow me here because this is how you're being manipulated. 
From what's driving the plant-based boom in an article in New Food in February of 2021. 2020 was the year everyone discovered plant-based, with new products appearing across the market from bakery and pastries to pizza, lattes, and even dirty burgers. The end of the year saw McDonald's giving veganism perhaps the ultimate green flag with the launch of the McPlant menu. (laughs) Seriously? Analysts now predict the plant-based food market to grow by 11.9% by 2027 and have it valued at at least $74 billion. Next, they talk about what's driving the market, and they start with the classic, caring about animal welfare is first on the list. Animal welfare and the ethics surrounding eating meat have always been widely debated. As an estimated 8 billion animals are slaughtered each year, and animal agriculture is responsible for up to 91% of Amazon rainforest destruction. Mindful, I love that word, consumers are now aware of the negative effects of animal-based diets are having on the world around them and the positive impact going vegan can have. In fact, nearly 48% of consumers reduced their meat consumption due to concerns over animal welfare. Are you kidding me? Really? Are people or Mindful consumers really concerned with animal welfare. I think people think that they are really concerned with animal welfare, but in reality, they couldn't be bothered with the real animal atrocities that are occurring every day in conventional agriculture. Why? Because it's inconvenient. How many of these 48% are willing to really fight back and not just be part of the party line? Go ahead and rescue a dog or three dogs or five dogs. Rescue a cat. Rescue a squirrel. Go volunteer at an animal hospital. Do something outside of, I follow the party line. How about this one? Donate to real organic farm causes. Huh? Or even buy from a real organic farm. The producers, even dairies, which I do, which is a pretty novel idea coming from a vegetarian. This from the Washington Post in September of 2022. The hype over plant-based foods overlooks a key ingredient, plants. That's a really catchy title, but they miss one big slice of the pie when it comes to the plants that no one ever talks about in their books, their podcasts, their blogs, their websites, or in articles. The 10,000-pound gorilla in the room, organic, meaning real organic plants and food. This is a thing that drives me nuts, even with Ocean Robbins Food Revolution Network. They push plant-based, but not real organic plant-based. Why? It's thoughtless. Now, back to the article. A simple Google trend search shows a clear tipping point. In 2016, both Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat, how catchy, debated, oh no, excuse me, debuted their plant-based meat alternatives and with a juggernaut of marketing dollars behind them, aha, searches for the term plant-based began their rocket ship rise. As the plant-based market grew, the mock meats, I'm mocking you, 
made bar menus at a drive-thru and in pop culture via musicians and sports stars. Similar plant-based analogs, products meant to mimic not only meat, but eggs and dairy gained prominence as well. Now the plant-based movement is mainstream. Ta-da! They gave us some good information here too. So if you care to look this article up, there are 250,000 to 300,000 edible plant species on earth, along with 2,000 edible fungi. Yet, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, one of my least favorite organizations, estimates that humans regularly consume only 4% of this mind-boggling bounty. Just three plants, rice, corn, and wheat, account for nearly two-thirds of the calories and proteins we get from plants, according to the Food and Agriculture Organization. In recent years, plant-based eating has become more about Silicon Valley and stock prices than the Salinas Valley. When the lion's share of the venture capital investment, it's no surprise that the companies that make these products have been shaping the global conversation. The culture of plant protein has been very much a concept about alternative meats, said the co-founder of Motive Based, an AI-fueled trend identification tool. Meanwhile, the culture of plant foods is a lot different, closer to being about plants, but there's hardly any discourse on the actual value and experience or joy of consuming plant foods. Without a shift in framing, the climate smart food movement risks pigeonholing itself and being forever tied to a handful of processed plant products instead of forging a wholesale rethinking of a flavorful, healthy, equitable, and sustainable food culture. Great points. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But nowhere in this piece from the very liberal Bezos-owned Washington Post is the term real organic food or plants. Why the hell not? So do you see how you're being manipulated? Because guess what? Then the morons in the media take this and run with it. Plant-based, 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 plant-based. Listen to Bill Gates says, plant-based. And finally, from the supervillain himself, Klaus Schwab, the real Dr. Evil, and his group of merry global madmen, the World Economic Forum, in February of 2021, they put out this article. Plant-based diets will be essential to the planet's future. Dun, 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 dun. Switching in mass to a plant-based diet is essential to protect wildlife habitats and prevent the loss of numerous species, follow me on this one, numerous species, facing extinction. According to a new report, at the root of the problem is cheap food. While cut price consumables may seem like a good thing, especially for low-income households, market pressure to continually reduce food production costs forces many farmers to adopt unsustainable, intensive methods that harm the land and overuse valuable resources like energy, land, and water. So far, it sounds really good, right? Well, let's get into it. As more forests and wildlands are cleared to grow crops and raise livestock, the feeding, breeding, and living habitats of numerous species also disappear. 
unless we change what we eat and how it is produced, the report says, listen up, gang, the planet's ability to support humans could come under threat. That is their agenda. What? Yes, folks, population control, changing consumer aspirations, and a growing appetite among investors to back plant-based ventures are among the drivers of global plant-based market growth, the research showed. How far, how fast, and how much demand for plant-based foods increases in the coming years remains to be seen. But the future of myriad species depends on it happening quick enough. Wow. If we don't change to a plant-based diet, man will not survive. That is the bottom line, always with Klaus Schwab and his band of globalist psychos. Population control. Population reduction to save the planet. That means you, your kids, your friends, your little puppy, you're all unnecessary. Ask Klaus himself. There's just too many damn unnecessary citizens on this planet. We must do something about them. They want you to own nothing. And they, you're unformalized unelected government are the ones who think they should rule you. You, by the UN, the WEC, and the World Bank. If you haven't read up on these bastards, you need to. His book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, is one of the scariest things I've ever read, and the scariest thing of all is that they're serious. So gang, big money, the globalists have all jumped into this $74 billion game. Now you know who's behind this big money. More on the debate when it comes to what type of compost to use in your garden next. buy something real, something that big chem and big money don't own, then get a bag of Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost from Malibu Compost at your local independent nursery. 
It's real organic, farm-made, biodynamic, and non-GMO, and tested for GMOs, pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. This is the real deal, gardening gang. To find a store near you, hop on MalibuCompost.com today. So my friends, why? That was the question we asked earlier. Why all of this drive to plant-based? Well, now you know. Because the globalist and the capitalist lords of big money say so. The shift from meat and animal products has been on for years, but now it's a full court press. And I don't believe it has anything to do with animal welfare, the environment, or any wonderful feel-good agenda. I think it has to do with that it's easier to poison you and your food and your garden with a plant-based diet and a plant-based product derivation to grow your garden with. Does this make any sense? Of course it does. The use of pesticides, fungicides, and herbicides in big ag is at an all-time high. In fact, 3.53 million metric tons were used in 2021. Brazil topped the list with 719.51 thousand metric tons, followed by the U.S. with a whopping 457.39 thousand tons. Global consumption of agricultural pesticides has increased by 96% between 1990 and 2021. Huh, that's odd. That's about when organics started in the U.S. That's also a stark reality when you look at growing a healthier, greener world from the globalist ag point of view. I guess this all makes all of the killers over at Big Chem happy, very happy. So what does this have to do with you and your garden? Well, if you think about it, if you have all of those seeds, starts, and plants grown in toxic soil that is has green waste and animal waste components in them that all come from big ag and their big ag sourced poison factories. All of the crops that animals are fed 
and all of the green waste that is going into the soil media that the seeds, starts, and plants are grown in are filled with toxins from the 3.53 million metric tons. By the way, for those of you in the U.S., that's almost 8 trillion pounds of pesticide, herbicide, and fungicide used globally. That's a whole lot of love, to quote Led Zeppelin, if you manufacture poison. All of this poison is everywhere. I just came from several garden and garden trade shows and saw lots of feather meal, bone meal, blood meal, cottonseed meal, alfalfa meal, soy meal, and other animal and plant-based ag byproducts that are chock full of inputs, that are chock full of chemical residue. Some of those are even labeled organic and others natural. And the companies and folks selling them in their booths seemed really happy to take your cash and push the agenda that these are healthy and safe. They aren't. Wake up, people. Big chem and ag and money want you to remain in a state of disease so they can pump you full of medicine and drugs so they can own you and then they can control you. You want to use green waste, plant-based compost, and you have to make it yourself. Big waste, local green waste compost from your municipality is filled with the chemicals sprayed in gardens and collected in, quote, green bins all across the globe. It is sick to sell or give people poison compost. And you know what? I'm not going to put up with it, so I'm telling you about it. We do exactly what I tell you to do. We make our own green waste, plant-based compost at home. We do this because we can. We grow real organic food and plants at home and therefore can compost it without worrying about its toxicity. We make lots of compost and vermicompost at home and it really helps us to have plenty of compost for us to use in small, frequent doses. And guess what? We grow super healthy stuff. Guess what else? Norma and I live and sustain on plant-based diets that actually look like plants and not some faux science fiction fake meat, fake eggs, and fake food. We eat real organic raw vegetables and I eat some of them cooked. In part two, I am going to compare some of the animal manure inputs. I am also going to look at some of the nutrient density comparatives between the two. But know this, we do use compost with real organic, non-GMO, and biodynamic dairy cow manure that's tested for toxins in our gardens. We combine our animal manure compost and our green waste compost in our garden. And I will talk more about that in part two. Know what you grow in. Know what you're eating. Know who is behind the products and food that you buy and where the information is sourced and coming from. I'm sorry to tell you that the world we live in is toxic. I just had another family member turn up ill and I believe it has a lot to do with diet and environment. I am praying for his return to health and we have suggested some changes. In the meantime, don't believe the agenda. The people that made the earth sick want to make you sick. Remember that. 
Look up the World Economic Forum. Look up the World Bank, the UN. Look at their agenda. It's not good, and it wants you to believe in a hoax that isn't true. Plant-based diets can equal death and disease. Plant-based compost can kill off the biology in your soil and create unhealthy food for you. That's all for now. We'll be back next week with part two and a conclusion to this argument or conversation that, in my view, shouldn't even be one. Until then, don't buy or use any animal manure compost or plant-based compost that you don't know its source. Don't trust in your gut. Now that you've heard this, until then, adios, mis amigos. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening. Thank you.